Please listen carefully. Welcome to Unofficial WoHo Radio, a podcast by women's hockey fans for women's hockey fans. I'm Alice, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lauren. Hey! <laughs> We're missing Tay today. We are missing Tay, both literally and emotionally. It's very much a bummer. Now I know how, how you guys felt when I wasn't there that one time. Yeah, but it's okay um, because she will be with us in our hearts. Before we get started on this doozy of an episode, we want to thank our uh, patrons for supporting our podcast. Uh, so a huge thank you to Al, Shane, and Abby. Y'all are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting us on our Patreon. And if you would also like to support us on Patreon and get a shout out on the show, you can head over to our Patreon page, which we will link in the show notes. I was I was a fool to think that this offseason would be quiet, because why would it be different than any other offseason, which is full of things happening all the time? <sighs> we should probably start from the top, like chronologically, I guess. Okay. Just. Of, what of, are we like, starting? Um, well, we were going to talk about the auction, like the C2HL auction of stuff a little, but then a million things happen. So, and frankly, like all that I think we want to say on the topic has already been said and it's over and done with. So I'm just going to link like a few, a few articles down in the show notes. And that's kind of what we have to say about that, because that is the least of the things that have happened in the past like week, not even in women's hockey. It's been two days. It's been two days, but also a lifetime. Two days, but also a lifetime. But yeah, the auctions, they were a thing. They were kind of a bit messy. But at this point, so much has happened. It doesn't seem worth devoting the airtime to them when instead we could talk about over 200 women's hockey players, including some of the biggest names in the game, uh, basically striking and saying that they won't play in a professional league in North America until they get the compensation, resources, and respect that they deserve. It's kind of a big deal. It's a very big deal. It's such a big deal. A big, big news. So much news. The most news. And then immediately everyone freaked out. Uh, mostly because the way they coordinated it was very similar to the... Uh, U.S. Women's National Team boycott of 2017, which obviously they learned from that because they're also using the same law firm. Uh, so I think they learned like a lot about what they could do with the United Front because you're seeing a lot of like women's hockey players all, you know, tweeting out the same thing, like sharing the same thing, saying this like, you know, United Front, they know that they have power if they all work together. So I think that really helped with it catching on with mainstream media and with everyone. Cause like it was a big deal. And then the way they like informed people and like communicated, they immediately went on like a press, not a press tour, but they immediately were like had presence in the media across all different strands. Like they talked to like a bunch of different outlets, a bunch of different, very well-known players. And it's just been a lot. It's been a lot. Anyone else out there feeling overwhelmed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So much news. But we will do our best to talk about it anyway. I have, 
one, two, three, four, six pages of notes. So that will hopefully help. So, so many what, notes. So many notes. Yeah. I've never had this many notes before. Um, so I don't even know where to begin. Oh, well, so, so quite a few players. I'll link to a list, you know, a lot. Like you said, like, like Lauren said, over 200, a significant amount and, uh, said they wouldn't and, uh, said they wouldn't play in North America if they didn't get, you know, the respect and resources they deserve, which is, I think, a reasonable request, uh, considering all they've had to put up with. Mm-hmm. I also think, uh, another, like, thing to note about who the players were is that it was a combination. It was, like, at least 50, I think more at this point, NWHL players. Uh, a lot of people from the former, former CWHL. Oof, that hurt to say. And even players who have never played in North America and are currently playing elsewhere. So even, so it's a complete, like, united front across, like, a large swath of the women's hockey community, both in North America and elsewhere. Yeah, there's, like, NCAA players, European players, Canadian-American, like, all across the board. So it's not strictly just, like, the former... C-W-H-L-P-A, it's a much larger and broader group. I, oh my, like, still, I don't know where to, like, start with this. There's just so much to unpack. Okay, I guess maybe we should look at what the players, or, like, why are they doing this? Like, why are there so many players who are like, no, we do not want to play in the NWHL? What has caused them to do this and say they don't want to play there. And I think like a lot of people just think they should be happy with the league that is available to them when in reality they, they don't owe NWHL anything. So like, what is the issue that is causing 200 plus players to say they don't want to play in the NWHL? I think that, I saw Hillary Knight, uh, Hillary Knight comments about the NWHL. There's been like a few players who have voiced like reasons why they are unhappy with the current situation. And hers were, um, interesting to me because she said that a lot of her concerns about the NWHL and for people who have forgotten or might not be aware, she left last year to go play in Montreal for the CWHL. So she left the NWHL after leaving the CHL to join the N in the first place when it was first created. And she said that she was like very excited about the NWHL and its potential, that it came out of the gate strong in the first year, but the second year was really hard for the players because for people who may not know, it's just as a refresher, that's when salaries were slashed. Like I remember the max someone was getting paid was like $26,000. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you're going to get paid like 10,000 or less, probably closer to like 3000. Just like, 60% or something or more salary slash across the board. They were not given an option. They were not informed of like the league's financial situation. They were just told that was what the league was going to do. And then it happened. And I think that was a big blow to the players relationship with the league and how they viewed it. And I think that's totally valid, like coming into work and be like, Oh yeah, by the way, you all are going to get paid 60% less. And you're just finding out now that we're in a bit of a financial bind. Go back to work. Tell everyone how great we are. I can understand, like, them being 
concerned with the future of the league. And then like just certain like, a you know, and probably like a buildup of other things. But I think that was a major turning point for some people who were thinking, hey, like what's going on? And obviously it was only the second year. But I think for people who haven't who don't think it's improved or haven't seen it improved, who are playing in the league and probably know more than we do. I can see why they like would have a lot of trust issues and concerns about it. Uh, that's kind of what I think about that. Yeah, I yeah, it's really hard to say because the players aren't really like clear on exactly what their reasons are. But I get the sense that there is like a huge lack of trust between the players and the NWHL, people who are running the NWHL. And a lot of that, I think, stems from that, those salaries being cut without notice. And also, Sarah Nurse was on Tim and Sid. On, I, she was saying that the NWHL hasn't released a lot of their financial information to the players. Even, like, there's a new deal that's in the works that includes an increase in pay, but it doesn't say how much. So like the league isn't really transparent with players about their financial situation or like how much the players even would be making. And also uh, Kimberly Sass, I have this written down somewhere, um, talked to Erica Ayala and was saying that like she paid more to play professional hockey in the NWHL than she made playing professional in the NWHL. And um like it wasn't really clear to her what expenses she could be reimbursed for in terms of equipment, especially because for goalies, like if they want their gear to match their team colors, they have to pay to get their helmet painted and things like that. Um so I guess like the financial situation is really unclear, but I like I also think there's more to the story which we may not ever really know because like Hillary Knight made the comment in in that same article that really in, intrigues me, but she doesn't really explain what she means. She's like, there's a reason why I moved up to Canada and left all my friends behind in Boston and left that league, but she doesn't really say what they are, and. But basically, the idea I'm getting is that they don't feel the league is sustainable and they don't want to end up continuing the same cycle of like, OK, there's this league for like 10 years and then it doesn't make enough money and then it folds and then we have to start over again and have another league for however many years. And also, they don't want to be paying more to play pro than they make. Yeah. Yeah. And also, they just they want to know what the heck is going on in terms of like the financial stability and exactly how much they're making and what expenses are covered. I mean, if I had oh. to guess, and like a lot of this is speculation, because like you said, we literally don't know. I think that the way the C folded was also probably something that was on a lot of people's minds, not only because like, all of a sudden they were out of a league, but out of nowhere. And like no one knew, but the board members, like everything was information was not given to people who were making decisions under the assumption that there would be a league the next year. So like, it's not, it's not a wild request to be like, Hey, Hey, we want, you know, some transparency. You don't have to give us every single detail, but we want to know what's going on because 
it's not been working in the past where you don't tell us anything. Absolutely, absolutely think they're completely within their right to ask for that. I think it's interesting for me how like they aren't specific. And I almost wonder if that's deliberate in that they're trying to not make the focus on the flaws of the NWHL so much as like not like what it's doing wrong, but what it's not doing for them and what they want to do, like what they want to do instead of what they want the NWHL to do. Like it feels like they're trying to draw like attention to the situation as a whole and not necessarily to like the faults of one league, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess the other question is, is what do they, what do they want from a league? Like what, like Hillary Knight also made the comment that like she's done pretending that, that the NWHL is professional, which um Oof. you can interpret that how you want, but I'm so like, what would, a league that the players consider professional really look like? Like, what do they, what do they want a league that they're playing in to look like? And I know they also haven't been super clear on this, but the thing I see coming up a lot is health insurance, Mm -hmm. which, Mm -hmm. you know, your own personal health alone, hockey is, is not a sport that's easy on your body. So yeah, that to me is a big deal. They also want, compensation i guess for like their equipment expenses um any travel expenses like i think if if for some reason a player couldn't make the main team flight to wherever they were going they had to kind of book their own flight and not have it covered by the league or something i wish i could remember where i read that but i don't and they want a ways that they can live on and afford to train and devote their time to hockey like a full-time job and the other question I have or the other I guess idea I'm getting from the players is is that they don't feel the NWHL can give them that and Mm -hmm. if that's the case I would I would agree with them I don't think that NWHL is at a place where they can offer that yeah I'm looking at um the statement that everyone released and basically everything you said um, they don't specifically mention reimbursement in the statement, but that is something like they've talked about. So then I guess the other question is if the NWHL can't give players what they want, who can give them that? Oh no. Oh no. We're, we're opening that can of worms. No. Also, Hey, where did that expression come from? Well, you know how you can buy, like, cans of worms to, like, go fishing? Oh, can you? I don't well, I like fishing, so that was I know you can buy containers. Idea. I know you can buy containers of worms. You can probably also get cans. I think it just means, like, you open it, and then it's, like, a squirming pile of grossness that's messy and complicated and bad. Wow, what a perfect way to segue into talking about the NHL being involved. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate, I hate talking about the NHL so much, but it is unfortunately a aspect of this that has to be acknowledged. Like, you can't just ignore it. Um, I do find it very encouraging for a per- like on a personal level, I think I've made my opinions on this podcast very clear about where I stand with the NHL and women's hockey. I find it personally reassuring that they haven't, the players have not mentioned the NHL specifically in their statement, like the one they released as a whole. 
And, you know, I, maybe other, like maybe players have mentioned it in interviews and stuff. Um, I just, for listeners, I have been very busy organizing a rummage sale for my church. So I have been doing a lot of stuff and I haven't had a chance to like sit down and listen to interviews or like watch and consume a lot of what the players have been saying outside of like Twitter. But they haven't mentioned the NHL in the statement. I really hope they don't want a NHL run league. Um, I think they do want external resources from the NHL. I know Bauer and one other company that I've forgotten, another sports company, has voiced yeah. support. Oh, which one was it? CCM. They're the same ones that paid Decker. CCM? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. I know they and Bauer have voiced support. Bauer, I think, Bauer, maybe I'm mispronouncing that, but I don't care. Bauer did a little, like, video in partner with, I think, mostly the uh, U.S. Women's National Team with, like, generic inspirational stuff, but, like, hashtag for the game. So it was linked. And uh, CCM released something as well. Both were very, like, both what they have been saying is just very bad. I think one of the, like, people involved in one of them full-on said that the NHL should just own the league. And I was like, oh my goodness, we don't need to go into that, but you're wrong. But I'm interested to see if they will put their money where their tweets are and actually step up and do something, or if this is all just a very cute CPR move for them. Yeah, at this point, they're just releasing statements like, we support our athletes, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's nice. But maybe some financial support. Oh, yeah. Would be more important than like tweeting about it, which I feel if you're just tweeting about it, like you just want to like attract more women to your brand. It's absolutely performative. Like if, yeah. But if, if they were financially supporting like a league or I don't know, donating to whatever they're trying to start up like that, I would appreciate a lot more. If they're just tweeting about it, like, I honestly, I don't care. I I know there's a lot of people who've been criticizing the fact that the players have been very vague about the specifics. And I think it's valid to be like, well, you know, what do you really want? You know, I know people mentioned like the example with like pay Decker, hashtag pay Decker, is that it was very clear what the answer was. Pay Decker. But in this case, like the answer is kind of up in the air. Like, what do you want? And I find it hard to believe that the players went into this so coordinated, so organized, like they hired this, like a law firm, they're clearly going in to do something big. I, I think, I suspect, and I know very little, but this is just like based on what I've seen them do in the past. I think that they're going to slowly either release information or make a big announcement about what they're going to do. And this was just the initial jolt to get people paying attention to them. Yeah. I mean, to be fair to those people saying that it's, like, not specific enough, there have been many interviews following this announcement where players have said, I don't know what a professional league looks like. So I do think they still have some stuff to figure out, but also... There's some time before hockey season kicks off for them to figure that out. And I also don't think they're going to release all that information at once. 
yeah, I don't. Like, I think, I think they want something. I'm not sure, you know, you know, like what you said. Maybe they, they themselves do not know the specifics. But I don't think that invalidates what they're doing and what they want. I think it makes it hard for the NWHL to interact with them and to make themselves look good in this situation, which we can talk a bit about what they've been doing, but I think they did that deliberately. So the NWHL couldn't step in and say, hey, we'll do these things for you then if you're unhappy, you know, because they have a habit, which I think we've talked about on here before, of making promises and spur of the moment or very quick announcements and then having to walk them back because they realized it wasn't feasible, which I think you can see with the uh, expansion announcement right after the CHL folded, which everyone thought. Not everyone, but like quite a few people thought, like maybe you want to dial it back a little bit. It's not all about you. Um. Also, okay, I'm gonna return to the idea of an NHL-backed league, and I'm gonna say NHL-backed league because it doesn't necessarily mean NHL-run. It could mean NHL-supported, whatever. But I think, like Alice probably will not like this opinion. Oh, no. But I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to disappoint you a lot. The stability that the NHL could offer if they decided to is becoming more appealing, not because I think that the NHL is like, the gold standard of hockey because it's definitely not however if this is something the players want i feel like i have to get on board with it because they're the ones that are risking everything and one of the kind of demands that they're making that i've seen i think liz knox has mentioned this is that the players Whatever kind of league exists, they want a seat at the table. So I kind of get the idea that they wouldn't necessarily let the NHL just, like, step in and run the whole show. Like, they would want to be involved in the decision-making. And Mike Murphy, um, has he, he um, said on Twitter that if this causes the NWHL to fold or like the NWHL to fail, whatever, whatever players association exists will be a force to be reckoned with. So I don't know. I feel like if, if, even if there were NHL involvement, I don't think the players are ready to like give them full control. They want to be involved. They want to know what's going on in their league. And I don't like USA Hockey and Hockey Canada haven't really responded to um, this news. Um, USA Hockey, I think, put out a statement like we're we're not interested in growing the professional side. We want to grow the grassroots, whatever. So at this point, with Hockey Canada and USA Hockey's lack of interest, the NHL almost seems like the only option left to give the players this the sustainability that they want 
And like, unless CCM and Bauer are going to step in and start a league, <laughs> I doubt. You know what? I have, I have mellowed on the thought of, um, the NHL being involved. I hate the concept so much, but at the same time, like, I totally, like, I get it. You know, it's resigned. I'm, I don't want to, but I do. So. I, I just hope, and I think I, my main concern, which I think stemmed from the wording that some of the C- CWHL people were using, is that, and honestly, not even the CWHL people, like people who talked about the CWHL, like, you know, Cassie Campbell Pascal and Haley Wickenheiser and like people whose opinions I don't necessarily agree with, who weren't in the league or running the league or a part of the league, but still talked about it. And people kind of assumed they were involved at some level. This is off topic, but basically my main concerns were like kind of stemming from the fear that they would be so happy to get money and resources and funding that they would hand over the reins under the assumption that, well, the NHL is the biggest and best league in the world. So therefore they'll do a good job and then have their dreams crushed by the weight of Gary Bettman's awfulness. Um, but I think seeing the players step up and be like, Hey, we want to see at the table. We want to make sure this stuff happens. We're going to do what needs to be done to get that to happen. Makes me more confident that even if they did partner with the NHL, get resources or something from the NHL, that they wouldn't be willing to hand over complete control regardless. At least I hope not. Um, and that makes me feel a lot better about the idea. I still don't like it, but I'm not as angry and worried about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's a beat by Jared Book that I really like. And this kind of answers, I guess we're kind of answering the question that one of our uh, listeners sent in. I think it was Al. It was um, Al. Thank you, yeah. Al. So NHL development, do fans know what's best for players better than the players do? And to that, I say, heck no. Um, except I would actually use different language, but I don't want Alice to have to bleep this in editing. Oh, I don't bleep it. Um, so, I just yeah. marked that. I just marked the episode explicit now. I'm too tired to figure out how to bleep oh. stuff. Okay. Well, then to that question, I say, fuck no. The fans <laughs> do not know better for the players. Like, um, this is like, I don't know. I see so many people just like blindly supporting the NWHL and like demonizing these players that are striking which I don't get. Like, the players are the ones who have to play in this league. They're the ones who get treated poorly by the league. Like, they're the ones we should be listening to. Anyway, what I was getting to, this tweet by Jared Book, I really strongly agree with. And it's it's kind of my way of thinking about NHL involvement now. Um, He says, whenever I see people saying the NHL is not the answer, The players will choose what's right for them. We're in no position to judge what is going, what is right or wrong. We were wrong about the CWHL. We were wrong about the NWHL. How about just seeing what happened next? Like, I don't know. How many of us thought that the CWHL was like doing well and being successful? And then all of a sudden the carpet got pulled out from under us. And now we're like, oh, the NWHL is a viable option. But then there's over 200 players saying, no, it's not. And, like, we should be listening to them. We don't yeah. know what's best for the players. 
we don't. And if you're a fan and you think you do, uh, you're wrong. And please shut up. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't you don't have to agree yeah. with it, but you don't like but going out and saying, hey, the players don't know what's best for them as me, a fan tweeting thinks like that's not good. Um, so that's my my take on that. Um, I also will say the NHL, even though, like, I'm not happy about how they treat women and women's sports, they have been supportive of women's hockey in the past. And they, like, when, when USA hockey, when the women's team was striking, it was the NHL that, like, provided their like salary or like their pay or something like the NHL basically gave a bunch of money to the U S women's national team. And we didn't even hear about it for like, was it like a year after that? It was like mentioned in the footnotes of some random article. Yeah. They really buried the lead. It was like one paragraph where they yeah. mentioned it. And then it under like written as though this was common knowledge. And then everyone was like, what? And that's how we found yeah. out. And it also seemed so no strings attached that I'm like almost suspicious of it. Like then, I, but then also like, are they interested in doing that again? Because I have seen some talk on Twitter from Nicole Haas, who writes from writes for the Victory Press. Oh, also um, I should mention full disclosure. I am working, uh, with, on, like, for the Victory Press as their community consultant. Um, anything I say on here is, like, my own opinions. Like, I, that's entirely separate. Obviously, like, I've been a supporter of them for a long, long time. So it's kind of just going to be, like, the same thing. Just putting that out there, if you haven't heard. So, yeah, she mentioned on her Twitter that there has been some rumor of, or, like, some talk about an NHL supported league of six teams, three in the US and three in Canada or something like that. And also with the like like the players have mentioned like if there's no professional league that they will just like play exhibition games and tournaments against each other and just, like, organize it themselves without pay. And then, like, the NHL would be providing, like, the like the ice for them, at least for, like, training or something. So, like, I feel like the NHL is somewhat involved already, but we don't have the whole story. I really... My ideal situation would be the NHL writing a check for however many million dollars... And then just giving that money to, like, the players and whatever they do with, like, if they want to make a new league or whatever. That's my, like, dream. I probably won't happen, but the way that the NHL's managing it has been not awful. Definitely not, like, anything worth applauding. It's the bare minimum, probably less. But, you know, just it hasn't been it bad, which is which is... Weird, because I'm so used to Gary concussions have no connection to brain damage. Batman being just like the ugh. and now I'm like, yeah, I just, I yeah, I feel like there is something going on 
and we will hear about it sometime down the road. I don't Probably know if that's tomorrow with what our luck is. Yeah, we we tend to record and then big news happens. Like we record an episode and then the next day the CDRHL folds. Um, Literally the next <laughs> day. I'm not even kidding. Um, I was got that news and I was like, oh no, I gotta finish editing this. Yeah. So for context, we are recording Friday, May third. So anything that happens after that, we we don't know. We don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. Unfortunately. I do know so to get back on on the knowledge of of the tournaments. I know that players have mentioned that they will they will organize their own stuff. They didn't mention the NHL would provide anything, but they did mention that if they were not playing in the NWHL, which they all made clear that they were not going to, they would just organize their own stuff. There would be hockey. There just would not be any leagues. I honestly, I also am surprised that we haven't seen a whole lot of mention from players about playing overseas. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I think this ties into Al's, one of Al's other questions, which is, uh, do you think North American players are going to play in overseas leagues because the uh, hashtag for the game posts specifically say North American leagues or not at all? I think they might play non-professional hockey in North America. I think some of them might end up going overseas, but that is like a commitment if something does happen. So, yeah. and also, like, they they might not have the resources to do that because you have to, like, move to a whole new place, find a team, all that stuff. But. Mm. um, Yeah, as for the, possible, the, the possibility, sorry, I've had two glasses and it's showing. Um, <laughs> uh, like, I have seen multiple players confirm that there will be exhibition games and tournaments. And, like, the thing that really speaks to me is that players would rather pay for their own equipment, their own sticks, their own travel, everything out of their own pocket instead of playing for the NWHL, where, yes, they still are paying more than they're making, but at least some of their expenses are covered. Like, that, to me, is, like, a huge cost. Like... it definitely It's definitely a statement. Like regardless, they're they're making it very clear that they are not going to fold just because like they might get some money, you know. So I think whatever the NWHL tries to do to persuade them is not going to work. Like they've made it very clear they are not happy with the situation and that an increased bonus of like however much. And again, the NWHL has said nothing else is not going to persuade them to just roll over and be like, all right, NWHL, you did something we're gonna go back to you like this feels like they're definitely going to do what they want whether or not the NWHL is a part of that is like you know probably not honestly I get the idea that like to a lot of these players the NWHL is just like dead to them forget it exists they're just done they're not gonna go back I don't know yeah. There's another layer to this too for what um hockey women's hockey in North America will look like next season is the NWHL is still planning to go forward with their 2019-2020 season and um however their expansion into Montreal and Toronto is now really in question. Um, but maybe an even 
no, definitely an even bigger story than that is that the Buffalo Buttes are kind of like their organization, their future is totally in question, which was shocking to me. Yeah. The, um, the athletic, um, leaked that story. Uh, the way they worded it was very weird. Um, I know a lot of people were not even like, it didn't register. It didn't register the same way. It was a blip on the radar. And then everyone was like, huh, that's weird. And then like either didn't hear about it or like ignored it, which is weird considering how big that news was. So, uh, what happened was they wrote an article that I, okay, personally, I haven't read the whole thing, but what the, the most important part is that according to sources, um, according to the athletic, players are doubtful or I don't know the exact wording, but actually I'm going to go look at the exact wording. Yeah. According okay. to several sources, players have serious doubts that the team will be operational next year, which is big, big if true, just because I can't resist mm-hmm. making a meme joke. But that's really, really big because the Pegulas? How do you pronounce that? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce, like, anything. Pegulas, Pegulas. Um, but anyway, big hockey rich people family. Uh, sports, fa- like, the very rich sports family. They own, like, all the sports teams in Buffalo. They bought the Buffalo Beats, which is really big because it was the first time that someone bought an NWHL team or, like, a professional women's team. And, like, oh, it was news. It was news. And so they were giving them, like, a lot of resources, not necessarily extra money uh, for, like, stuff, but implied, like, extra resources. So if the best provided, if the team with the best resources is, like, piecing out, then that's also big trouble for the NWHL. Like, again, we don't know what exactly the problem is, but I feel if 200-plus players are saying there's a problem with the NWHL, there's a problem. Like, that's just, I don't see how you can get around that and say, like, no, there's nothing wrong. Everything's fine. Yeah. Like, clearly something is not fine if this is going on. And so I think to answer Al's question, Al's third question, thank you for all the questions. I really appreciate them. Is Buffalo going to completely rebuild or just not exist, exist next season, assuming the strike isn't resolved before then? We kind of talked about that a bit. I think, like, I think it might not exist. You know, like, we don't, like, there's more information that needs to come out. But I think if the strike isn't resolved, they might just peace out. Yeah. My thing is, though, like, yes, that is a possibility. But also, like, the Pajulas have put so much effort into this team. They are considered, like, the gold standard in women's hockey. Shannon Zabados said that, like, they're the best, not just in North America, but, like, the best women's hockey team in the world to play for. And so with all that they've put into it and it being, like, second in attendance in the NWHL, and all the Pajulas have invested, I can't see them just closing up shop and fading away much like the CDOHL did. Like, I don't see that happening. Yes, it's a possibility, but I like, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, if we, want, sound. If, if we want to put on our tinfoil hat, we could say that they're looking, looking for greener pastures 
and they're going to move the team that they own into a new league. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's- mm. <laughs> oh my God, Alice, you're killing me. I'm doing finger guns right now. You can't see it, but I'm oh doing it. Oh my them. God. <laughs> um, yeah. So the other thing is like, there are doubts. It might not be operational next season, but on the other hand, whispers of the 2020 NHL back league, would they take this season off and come back for that? Especially because like the Pajula's own an NHL franchise and the owners have like meetings with Gary Batman and whoever their like deputy commissioner is Bill Daly, I think. Is that that something they could bring forward as something they want? Like I'm assuming owners can kind of put things on the agenda. I don't know how NHL meetings work because I'm not super rich and a white guy. But like I'm yeah, I'm assuming they could bring that up and make a push for it to the other owners as like this is what we've done this is the result we've seen we think it could be beneficial because whatever reasons i'm not a business person (laughs) like i don't know could they like take this season off and come back in an nhl back league who knows who knows i wish i knew i think that's a good note to end it on because we are at over an hour (laughs) oh my god oh um the other thing we mentioned is the kind of the campaign by the players is called it's like hashtag for the game so if you would like to support them in whatever they're trying to do in their maybe expenses to host tournaments for themselves or to hashtag grow the game um there is a gofundme set up it was originally um meant to purchase uh like the, the trophies and um, other items of historical significance that the sea was auctioning, but now it's kind of been repurposed for supporting this for the game campaign. So if you do want to support the players, we will link that go find me in the show notes. I believe this was set up by Jared Book and Kirsten Whalen. Um, yep. Jared Book writes for Habs Eyes and the Prize, and he was, I think, the ringside reporter for the Hab for the Lady Habs or something. And Kirsten writes for the Victory Press, and she's awesome. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to support the players, that's the way you can send money directly to their pockets, unlike the auctions, which are not going directly to players. The link's in the description below for more info on that. And <laughs> yeah. is that uh, it? I guess. And I mean, if we missed something, which we probably did, feel free to tweet at us on our pod account or our personal account or send us in questions for the next episode or... Cause there's, there's just so much happening. I don't, I don't, like, we definitely did not cover everything. We absolutely did not, but that's how it is. For the sake of, for the sake of Alice's sanity, we really can't make the episode long enough to cover everything. Cause editing, I'm sure at this point is already hell. Oh, yes. But I do it to myself. <laughs> but yes, thank you for listening, dear listeners. If you want to support us, you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash radio. Or if you cannot, uh, you can also, a big, big thing that really, really helps the show is sharing it with people, either on social media or telling people about it. Word of mouth is the number one way that people hear about podcasts, according to a variety of sources, including one I read on Twitter. So if you could do that, 
you are so awesome and amazing. And I will send you a picture of my cat. That's not a joke. I have many photos of my cat on my phone and she was adorable. I will do this for you. We'll also get Tay to send you a picture of Tugboat because he's adorable. I would die for Tugboat. And I think that's how we should end this right now. 